everyone. This is Amanda Borchel Dan. And I'm Jessica Steinberg, your host for Times Will Tell, a weekly podcast from the Times of Israel. Hello, Times Will Tell listeners. It's Jessica Steinberg, and this week I am speaking to camp counselors. Specifically, Israeli camp staff members who are spending the summer at Camp Ramon the Poconos in Pennsylvania, where these two shlichim, that's Hebrew for emissaries, they're emissaries of the Jewish agency, are, were hired to work in specific jobs at camp and to educate campers and fellow staff members about Israel. They'll probably have more to tell us about what their jobs entail. This is a challenging job because... Just think of it from the get-go. It requires these young Israelis who are generally post-army in their early 20s to quickly adjust to camp life, that community that takes place at a summer camp, as well as the U.S. and the American Jewish community around them. So just to place you in terms of where we are right now, we're at the final week of the Camp Ramon, the Pocono summer season, where Tair Ophir and Haleli Boucheri have been spending their summer since late June. Tair is a counselor in Machnut, in camping, like as in, you know, hikes and uh, cookouts and camping, the camping experience. She'll tell us more about that. She's also a counselor in a bunk of 14-year-olds. Haleli Boucheri, uh, is a counselor full-time for 9- and 10-year-olds. Tell us a little bit about how you got to camp, how you got to Camp Ramon the Pocados. My grandparents uh, had their honeymoon at Camp Ramon Palmers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so Ramon okay. was always uh, part of our family stories. Uh, so when I started um, this process of getting to be a shlicha, so I really wanted to be in Ramah. So I asked to be in Ramah, and I got to Ramah Poconos. Okay. Short and sweet. Easy. Tair, how about you? Um, my uncle was a shaliach, a counselor in Camp Ramah in the Poconos about 20 years ago. And when I started thinking about being a shlicha myself, uh, he really recommended me on going to this specific camp because of his good experience. So what were your expectations from this summer experience? What were you looking to get out of it? You have you each have this family background and family history with Ramah, which I'll just say to our listeners is the camping movement of the conservative movement of Judaism, which has 10 camps across North America. So you certainly had some familiarity with what this camp is and what it might be like for you, but... What were you hoping to get out of it specifically? Um, so I'll say that after three years of being in the army, um, intense and very hard and like very serious years, um, I looked for a different experience. One of the most like lovely conversation I had before I got to camp was like the whole conversation was about fun, like how to make those kids happy and um, like fulfilled with their days. Um, so that was something mm -hmm. that I was really like looking forward to be in a, in an environment that is about like doing fun things, being really, really happy and free. Uh, so that was something that I was really expecting. 
I'll say that I was looking for something, getting to know something different, a different culture, a different way of living Jewish life, and um, also giving myself and like getting them to know me and making a connection between different parts of the Jewish nation all around the world, and also having fun. That's, of course, what camp is supposed to be like. Summer camp is, you know, four, eight weeks of pure fun, people spending it in this bucolic, beautiful area, lots of grass and trees and a lake, and there's a pool, and having all these different activities all day long. Okay, so those are your expectations. Now let's get into a little bit of the nitty-gritty. What is it like to, you both... I assume, finished some kind of national service or the army, Haleli, as you just described. Very intensive years. Uh, and then you're plopped down in this summer camp environment. What has it actually been like for the last seven weeks? What are some of the things you can tell us about the experience of this culture shock of going from Israel to the U.S. and not just to the U.S., but to a Jewish summer camp? So camp was a lot. I think that the, the, the special thing here is that when you have a good moment, it's the best moment. And when you had a, when you have a hard moment, it's really, really hard. Um, being with those mm-hmm. girls 24 seven is a lot. But now after two months, when they're nine years old, you can really see a progress. So like, I really feel like they, they grew. Um, it was, it was, it was crazy. Like felt like the days are so full. We were working 24-7. We were just, like, with them. And, like, the good moments, like, I, I would like to share a small moment. There was one of my chanichot is she had a really hard time, and we didn't know if she's going to stay for full session. But I feel like because we are there all day, like, the day is, like, built with little, little, little moments. So, like, a week ago, I was looking mm-hmm. at her after this really intense summer. And then I, she looked different. I can't really explain what was different, but she was smiling and happy and having fun. And like, it was a, it was a closure for me. Tahir, what about you? Where are you now as opposed to seven weeks ago? I feel that these seven weeks were challenging, but also interesting and fun, like a whole different experience that I have ever had in my entire life. Uh, getting into camp culture um, and all the customs here that have been set for years took a, some time to get used to it. And like in general, American culture is different than Israeli. And like the people speak differently and act differently and like they understand things differently sometimes. And it was it took time to get used to it. But uh, I feel that after I did, it felt a lot more like home. And I got to know people that I wouldn't have got, got to, gotten the opportunity to know them. And it was very, really interesting to see this whole, like this whole place, like that it's a reality. I mean, that's stuff we see in the movies in Israel. And I couldn't believe that this is really happening the way it is. Okay, now you have to explain what you mean. This is stuff that you see in the movies. Give us give us an example cuz that's very that's a very tantalizing line. Um I think that like the fact that kids today in the year 2022 have 
two months without cell phones is just the first thing. I mean, you can see that in movies like comedy stuff as a kid, but you don't believe it can actually happen. And although in Israel we... We are very independent and like the kids do all, all sorts of stuff for themselves. We never go out of home for more than a week, like until we're in the army. So that's really something different. And it was mm-hmm. crazy to see how like my the girls in my bunk are really sort of a family when they meet only once a year. But that's two months and that's very like important two months of their year. It's very special. You're both leading me to my next question. What are what do you say are the biggest differences between Israelis and Americans of similar ages? Because of course you've got you can look at yourselves uh, in terms of and against the staff members, the American staff members who are a little bit some of them are younger than you, some of them are around your age, probably not so many. And between Israeli kids, um, who are the same age as campers, the campers that you're in charge of. I don't know if you know kids that age back in Israel, but what are some of the things that really stand out in terms of differences? This is 2022. We've got social media. We've got cell phones most of the time, TV, movies, Netflix. We watch the same things. We listen to the same music. But I'm sure you're seeing so many differences that come across your plate day after day, minute after minute at camp. So I'll start with things that are different between us and the staff members that we work with. Um, mm-hmm. I had a staff meeting yesterday when we were thinking of a peulat erev, an activity for the kids for the night. Um, and I had right. an idea for, a, for an activity. And the, for, through the whole meeting, the whole seven was like, wow, this is amazing. We love your idea. This is so good. So tov, as we say in seven mm-hmm. Nazitim. This is an amazing idea. <laughs> and then in the end of the discussion, they were picking a different idea, a different, <laughs> a different activity. And I'm like, wait, didn't you love my idea? And they were like, yeah, it was so good, but we feel we can do something a little different. And I'm like, okay, so you could just tell me that you don't like my idea. And I feel like a lot of my, like working, like my, co-staff members are like if they don't like what I do or if I'm late or if I'm getting on their nerves or if if they're getting on my nerves so I'll just like hey that was really annoying can we like talk about it and if they're getting annoyed with me so they'll be hey you are the like the best of the best but there's just like this little like one little thing that so that's for me that's the biggest difference because I'm very straightforward. Um, mm-hmm. so that was that was a funny thing. So you're saying that Israelis Israelis are dogri, Israelis are straightforward and say it like it is, and Americans kind of beat around the bush or couch it in softer, nicer terms. Is that more or less how we how we could define it? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay, Tahir, what about you? What do you say are, what, what would you look, point at as a very major difference? I think that maybe uh, America is always bigger, like in every, in every kind of way. And I think that like Americans also make a big deal of like more of everything than Israelis. Like it can be from a good thing or from a bad thing. Like they, they take it more like, 
oh my god, that happened and that was really good, really cool, very exciting, like everything is so wow, 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 wow. And Israelis, if they have fun, they, they have fun and they smile, they laugh, but like they don't make such a big deal out of it. And also like on the other way, when something bad happens, I think that sometimes Americans take it more like hardly, they take it like to their heart, maybe like, oh no, I've done this, I've done that. And like they... Like, don't know what to, not don't know what to do, but like they take it really hard when Israelis sometimes say, okay, that happens. What? Okay, let's, let's get on with it. Interesting. Okay. And then how does that translate into the campers? Obviously, you each have campers of very different ages, you know, nine, 10 year olds versus 14 year olds, teenagers. But when you look at the campers and how you've gotten to know them over the course of the summer, how they've gotten to know you, where do you see when you look at you know childhood, teenagerhood, adolescence in camp in Amer- in American summer camp? What are some of the things that stand out for you? My girls are very self aware with what like what's going on with them. Um, the words mm-hmm. that they use, they're so mature. Like it's, sometimes it's it's funny for me because I'm talking with a nine years old and she's like. Yeah, and when I I was little, my ADHD and my this and my and like they're like they they're talking like I used to talk when I was sixteen, and they share and they talk and they're very connect like they're very connected to themselves. So sometimes it's like even a little funny like you're nine years old and you're like using those like grown up uh, grown ups words. So this is one thing that I that I see and. And the, the, the second thing I feel like it's, it's related to what Tair said is that they're very into the things that they do. If they're into something, they'll be super into it. So if we're having a costume, a, a bunk costume, so they go, they'll go mm-hmm. crazy with it. They'll put like all their colors and I don't know, ribbons and, and tutus and like, and the show will be perfect and they'll practice it. They're like, they're doing things seriously. And if it was like a summer camp in Israel, we would put like, I don't know, sunglasses and maybe make a sign. So that's, um, that's another thing. Tair, any thoughts about that? Yeah, I think... Mine also relates to what Haleli just said, that like the the girls in my bunk, they take everything that, that they go through very seriously. I mean, if they feel sad a bit, then they take it really serious. And sometimes they give it big titles. They diagnose themselves. It's not just like a bad mood and it passed. No, it's diagnosed. They're going through something uh-huh. now. Everything is like serious and has a a title on top of it and and also like in a in the good way like when they're together they're like we are a family we are together this is home like they give everything like big titles and like make everything so big and great which is also awesome but like I feel it, it can be sometimes hard because I think it might make you like your life a bit intense like when everything's so uh like defined. so defined and like you know everything and everything is so big and like serious, like also in a good way, but it can be a bit tiring, like for yourself. Hi, we're going to take a quick break from my conversation with Camp Shlichim, Camp Emissaries Tair Ophir and Haleli Boucheri.
The surge in anti-Semitism since the October 7th attacks has changed the Jewish community's relationship with a slew of social and political issues. In the newest episode of The Glue, Jewish Federations of North America President and CEO Eric Fingerhut talks to Congressman Richie Torres, who has proved to be a pro-Israel bridge builder about everything from DEI to social media. Their conversation is fascinating. Listen to it and subscribe to The Glue with Eric Fingerhut wherever you get your podcasts. The Jewish Quarterly is the leading international journal of ideas and culture. In the August issue, Kim Gattis investigates Iran's 43-year quest to dominate the Middle East. Aryeh Dubnov casts light on Israel's first native Hebrew speaker. William Miles reports on the Jews of the West Indies, plus features on the Ukraine pogroms, the Sassoon dynasty, and Hannah Arendt. Jewish Quarterly, out now at good booksellers worldwide or subscribe at jewishquarterly.com. We're back to my conversation with Camp Shlichim, Camp Emissaries, Tair Ophir, and Haleli Boucheri. Here's some more. So you've had this very intensive experience as, you know, there's the camp saying a day is a week, a week is a month, a month is a year. So, you know, two months at camp, you could say that you've spent two years in America. Um, when you look at this American Jewish experience, are you, and when you talk about it with your friends and family at home or with the other shlichim, with the other Israeli emissaries at camp, and you're, I imagine you're constantly unpacking this experience with one another, uh, both professionally and personally, what are some of the sort of the big ticket signs that you say, wow, this is what America is about right now? This is what Jewish America, American Jews are thinking about. Maybe things that you work expect expecting or anticipating or maybe things that you weren't anticipating i think i'll say two two points like two subjects one uh the whole mm-hmm. issue with uh women's rights and like the whole decision about abortions that was just made in the u.s and we yeah. were it was i think in our first or second week here at camp and it was just crazy to hear about it and like Crazy to see how people, it made people feel when they heard this decision. And it's really crazy to see like how Jewish people live in a country that is like dealing with another religion and like making decisions based on an, another religion, not necessarily mm-hmm. t- taking into account like the Jewish thought about that. And it's, it was really, so interesting and also hard to see how decisions like that can affect young women's life here. Like also my camper's life, my co-counselor's life is so influenced by this decision, which doesn't necessarily go like hand by hand with what she believes in. And that was really interesting and also hard to see. And another is, another thing is like the awareness here to LGBTQ plus um, issues, which in Israel we're we're working on, but we're not like in the same level as you are here. 
And I've also had like some campers dealing with this stuff. And it was really special to see how a community can like live and function with taking into mind all this stuff. Um, I-, I learned a lot from that. Hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. Helalee, what about you? So I think it's, um, I'm, I'm connecting to what Tair said. Um, for me, I'm going to share another, another small story. Um, I was, ve- I was very, um, like impressed with my Roshida, with my, um, uh, division head. She is really concerned about the kids feeling comfortable with themselves. So comfortable is not mm-hmm. a word we're using a lot in Israel. Feeling comfortable, feeling <laughs> safe with themselves. Um, so once the boys in our bunk, after all the Shabbos walk, and they, they, Yom Shabbat is a very exciting day, um, for the kids. Uh, they walk together. They're having those romantic dates. Um, and then after, after they're, when they, they, after they rest, all the boys decided that they're going to borrow dresses from the girls. And they walked to, uh, the Peulate Dao wearing dresses and they were laughing at it. And then one of the kids, uh, came to our, uh, to my Roche, to my boss and she, and, and told her, Hey, I love wearing dresses. This is one of my favorite things in the world is wearing a dress. And the way she dealt with it, the way she talked with them, she wasn't, mm. she wasn't yelling. She wasn't screaming. She wasn't like, she didn't even sit in a, like, in a not nice way, but she was explaining to the boys how important it is that as a Kehila, as a community, we will all like making, like making sure that everybody is feeling comfortable with what we're doing and that we're not going to laugh about people that are like boys that like to wear dresses. And, and for me, it was inspiring, like to, to, cause comfortable is, is something so, I don't know, basic, like isoteri, like something so like zaniach, um, something like it's, it's something that we can we can take forget. For yeah, we can take for granted people feeling comfortable, especially in camp, because we can assume that they're just living together twenty four seven. They're together all the time, so they're they're okay. They're they're like siblings. Uh, and for me to look at her and and to see how she's dealing with it, making sure that first the boys are still having fun, still having those shticks and I don't know costumes, but they're not making fun of everyone, right. anyone, and making sure that everybody's feeling comfortable. That was. That was great. Learning experience. So we don't have a lot of time left. You guys have to get back to your jobs, I know. Um, Let's talk two more quick questions. Well, the next one isn't so quick. So you're there to represent Israel. You guys are representatives of the state of Israel officially. What is that like in 2022 in a conservative movement Jewish camp in North America? What does that mean? What were your expectations for what, how people think about Israel? And what did you want to bring as your message or portrait, in a sense, of Israel? One of, of the things that I really wanted to bring um, is mm-hmm. something that I love in the Israeli culture is Firgun, is, is, is just being... Uh, really warm and and giving a like a, a shoulder to your friends, 
and that's something that I I knew that is going to be very different uh, when I'm when I'm coming to camp. So one thing I really did with my I try to do with my coaches is to make this culture that we're just like standing out like next to each other, being like mm-hmm. those those. I feel like the schedule of the counselors in camp can make you just do sheli sheli shelcha shelcha. What's mine is mine, and what's yours is yours. Everybody's just doing what they need to do, not really helping. Um, the days are so intense, and it's very easy to just like do what you need to do, not standing out like standing next to someone. And I feel like one of the things that I learned in in Israel is that no, you're not just gonna do your job and and and. And not help and not stand out and not be a friend um, and it was something that I knew that I want to bring uh, to camp especially when all my like staff members are like were Americans I was the only Israeli in, uh, in my team and um, that's that's the first thing I really wanted to bring and the second thing is that I, I just I I love the Like all like I love Tefila, I love singing, I love prayer. Um, I love bringing um, like tunes and to the tunes that I grew up and I'm, I'm coming my, my other half is Mizrahi family and I like try to bring um, some of the tunes and tell the Ashken, like tell my girls that are all coming from Ashkenazi families um, stories about my um, Mizrahi family about the food uh, to, to like before they fall asleep to sing them songs the song that they know in the Ashkenazi tune but to teach them the Mizrahi tune for the same song so that's another thing that I try to bring nice Tair what about you I think that I wanted to try to make a better connection between different parts of uh, Of the Jewish nation from like different parts of the world which naturally have uh, a lot of differences between them both like in the cultural stuff and also like in customs and different ways of living life and I wanted to to give my campers a chance to make to meet uh to meet Israel but as a person like not as As the big titles or maybe stuff you see on television, but to meet like a real person with uh, complicated opinions about different subjects and not necessarily what they wouldn't think an Israeli thinks or what they think an Israeli lives like or does all the time. Um, and I tried to bring that side too and bring the good sides of Israel, like uh, our great places or... great like uh, caring for one an- another like our songs like to try to make it real and and sh- so they feel connected to it so they feel they they know someone in Israel and they that if they go to Israel th- they have like they know Israel they know Israelis they have a place to go to there it's not like uh, far and distant and it's like something they already know um and that I, um, I hope I succeeded in doing that because I was also, I had to be like doing my job, which is like very professional and like camping. And when you camp and hike, you don't necessarily talk about Israel. You talk about nature and you talk about hiking and survival skills. So like in between these stuff, I was trying to bring um, my Israel to the campers and maybe like talk about it and like how I live it and how I see it. It sounds like a very personal approach. I want each of you to give me one line about what you're taking away from this summer experience. 
go. So I'll say that it's not really PC, um, but Israel will forgive me. One of the things that Israel, like, I feel like that I thought isn't like as an Israeli is that Israel is the center of the Yahadut of Judaism. Um, and being here for two months shows me how wrong I was for 22 years. This is an amazing Judaism culture. There's so many stories. There's so many songs. There's so many ways that campuses are really invested in making those kids feel connected for like to, to their, like to like Judaism. For the fact that, yeah, to Judaism. And for me, it was like mind blowing to see it's so different in so many ways. I can talk like for hours about like all the differences. And it was very, like, it was very interesting for me. And now I'm just like, I'm looking forward to meet more Jews and like more, more places, not just like, like, not just in like the United States and not just in Israel. So that's something that I'm definitely taking with me. Tahir, what about you? I feel like this is a bit similar, but I'll also say that I felt about the same way about orthodoxy. I, I come from a modern orthodox family in Israel. And I felt that here at camp in Ramah, which is a conservative camp, I learned how to live Judaism like as a culture and not necessarily as a religion. And most campers here don't do all the stuff they do here at camp, don't do tefillot or don't do like blessings after they eat and don't do all these customs that in Israel only religious people do. But over here at camp, they learn to love them and to feel connected to them. And even if they don't mean, they don't really mean what they're saying, they're enjoying singing it and they know the words, which is a lot more than many Israelis who live a non-religious life and are a lot more distant from their Jewish identity because they feel it's all religious. But here I saw how people who are non-religious can actually live their Judaism as their culture and in that way feel that it's part of their identity. Tayyar Ophir and Halali Boucher, I wanted to thank you for joining me on The Times Will Tell. Um, wishing you a great, it's one last week of camp, right? Can you believe it? That's it? It's crazy. I can't believe it at all. Right. Hard to believe it's that last week. And of course, there's probably a lot of experiences coming up in this last week. And I just wish you a, a sweet and easy ending for this experience that you've had and that you'll, of course, be sharing and thinking about for many months to come, including all the relationships and friendships that you've made out of this experience. Thanks, Deir. Thanks, Halali. Have a great day at camp and Times Will Tell listeners. Thanks for being with us. We'll be back on Sunday with a daily briefing. In the meantime, take care and happy listening. Thanks so much for listening to Times Will Tell from the Times of Israel. And thanks to our producer, Gilad Brownstein. Please subscribe wherever you find your podcast and check out our daily briefing news show every Sunday through Thursday. Like what you hear? Consider rating us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to spread the word. Until next week. Shalom. Shalom.